0: Thank you Just like you, with ASG.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people that help teens and adults with autism become more independent and successful. I'm your host Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Each morning when I wake up, I let my dog Eli outside, and he dashes out there as if this is the first time in his life he has been outside. And then I go ahead and make myself a cup of coffee. I will not think much about food until probably a couple hours later when my stomach starts to growl and reminds me, Doug, you probably should eat something. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. Uh, The sensory system that you need to know about interoception. Uh, the sense that helps us feel what is going on inside our body. Today we will talk with Kelly Mailer about this. Kelly earned her master's degree in occupational therapy as well as a post-professional pediatric certificate from Missouri Cordia University in Dallas, PA. Uh, my apologies if I butchered the uh, name of the, that university. She's currently a doctoral student there as well And she has been an occupational therapist and autism consultant for over 17 years, serving school-aged children and adults. Kelly is also adjunct faculty in the Department of Occupational Therapy at Elizabethtown College. She is actively involved in uh, several research projects pertaining to interoception. Kelly is an international speaker and presents frequently on topics related to the five books she has authored. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Kelly, thanks uh, for joining us today.
2: Oh, Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
1: So why don't, I wanted to start out with kind of where your story starts with the autism community. How did you initially get involved in working with people with autism? Uh, well, I'm an occupational therapist by trade, and... Um... About 16 years ago,
2: I started working in the school setting, um, and uh, I ended up through that experience meeting my very first student um, that I was diagnosed with what we called Asperger's Syndrome, uh, and I just immediately... Was drawn to this student. Uh, he had so many uh, amazing qualities, and uh, he was so smart. And, um, and I just really was fond to him, and really wanted to support him and help make school an easier place for him to be. Um, through, honestly, I have to say we knew very little about how to support individuals with autism. Um, and that experience of getting to know um, the student, uh, he really changed my life and uh, taught me so much and it was a really great collaboration together. And um, from that point in time, I just was really um, became passionate about helping support individuals with autism. Um, so, so slowly over the last 16 years, my caseload, I worked with all different types of children and adults, but uh, slowly over time has become more and more specialized to supporting individuals with autism or autistic people. Um, so that's pretty much it in a very simple nutshell of how I got involved, not just in the community, and I feel so lucky and blessed that I have one of the best jobs ever, um, and I get to know some of the best people ever in my job, so um, I think it was definitely the right path for me.
1: So. So it's often discussed about the impact of sensory systems on those that have autism, and commonly we'll talk about sound, smell, sight, touch, and taste. However, interoception, a sensory system that I know is really important, is rarely discussed. For those that may be unfamiliar, what exactly is interoception?
2: Really great question, a very important question. Um, interoception is slowly gaining more uh, focus and exposure, um, and it is a sense, like you mentioned, just like smell, sound, and taste, um, but it just has a slightly different job. And uh, interoception allows us to be able to feel sensations coming from the inside of our body. So for interoception, um, each sensory system works. The, works in the same way where it has a set of receptors that's in charge of pulling in information. So like for your sense of sight, your eye, your eyes are the receptor, pulling in information about all that you see around you. Or for your sense of sound, your receptors are the ears, pulling in information about all the sounds you hear around you. Um, and so intercession has the receptors that work just seeing by pulling in information, and these receptors are located extensively throughout the inside of your body. So you have um, receptors for intersections in like the lining of your stomach, in your heart, in your intestines. They're in your lungs, they're in your skin, they're in your bones, or even in like the whites of your eyeballs. And these receptors are continually pulling in information about how all of these different body parts are feeling. Um, so, for example um, so the receptors in the lining of your stomach, pulling in information about how your stomach is feeling. So is it gassy? Is it nauseous? Is it, um, fluttery? Is it growling? Uh, so being able to feel all of these internal sensations, um, due to, um, interoception and with the help of interoception is really, really important for our ability to, um, to do many different parts of life, including being able to know exactly how we're feeling. So if you notice that your stomach is growling, you then can figure out that you're hungry. Um, And then in turn, you can do something about that feeling. You can regulate the feeling of hunger. So intersection, we're learning more and more um, through a lot of the research that's taking part in our science and in medicine, that interoception is an extremely important sense to our human experience.
1: And, and in addition to interoception being important in regulating oneself, are there other skill areas that in, interoception affects?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that probably the biggest one in my interoception getting so, um, so much more attention lately is the connection between being able to regulate our emotions because you have to know exactly how you feel in order to do
1: something about it. Um, right.
2: So often our, our self-regulation programs or approaches for managing anxiety, we kind of take we, we take for granted the person automatically knows exactly how they feel. They just need to know what to do about it. Um, so what we're finding in people with poor interception. Um, they have a really hard time figuring out how they feel, which in turn um, affects their self regulation. But like you said, interception doesn't just influence self regulation; it also uh, is at the foundation of our ability to take a uh, for protect for perspective taking. Excuse me, uh, and. What research is finding, I find this really, really interesting, is that in order for us to understand how someone else is feeling in the moment, intuitively, that we have to understand how we're feeling in the moment first. Um, And people that are more in touch with how they are feeling can then in turn take perspective of someone else and understand how they're feeling. And what lies at the heart about the science of it is interoception. Interoception helps us to know how we feel so that we can understand how other people feel. Uh, interoception is found to affect a lot of other areas like thought um, are just core self-awareness like understanding like this is me, this is my hobby, this is how I think and feel um, it's at the core of that um, and it's at, at the core of so many different areas um, when I first learned about interoception, I really had no idea just how important it was and over the last eight years through my research it's just really quite frankly been mind-blowing um, and there's new stuff coming out every day about what we're learning about this sense and how important it is and what I like about it a lot is I think traditionally like as an occupational therapist I have a strong mental health background and mental health is like so rooted in the brain and cognitive therapies and we kind of just forget about the body like it's not there, and we're learning through the science behind interception that the body is a really important aspect of mental health. we really need to include it in our intervention supports that we're providing. It,
1: and, and I think on your website, uh, mailerautism.com, I, I saw a visual that I thought would be helpful to people. It's a, it's a body check chart. Um, to identify some of these body signals um, to help you understand maybe why you're anxious or why you're feeling whatever you are. Could you talk about this chart and how it can be used effectively?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, There's a really great free explanation on um, my website uh, for people that prefer seeing it visually, but it has been a really successful, probably one of our most popular strategies, and the way it has a um, body outline and... um, you can make it in many different ways. If you're a, if a person that likes to laminate and use Velcro, um, you can do a laminate Velcro version where you make a different series of eyes. Um, each icon represents a different body part. Um, and so the way that the body check chart helps is just a visual guide for really going through different body parts and thinking about how they're feeling in the moment. And you pick the icon, the body part icon that matches the way that you're feeling in that moment. Um, and this probably would make a lot more sense if you check out the check out the um, the free information on the body check chart. Um, but but we're trying really hard to take a very abstract concept such as interoception and bring structure, make it concrete, um, and really break it down into little pieces and slowly over time build to the big picture of um, helping an individual notice the way their entire body feels. Um, so we start out by teaching them how to notice like one body part at a time. So like they're on their body check chart week one, they'll start out with just like their hand icon that we will be practicing noticing the way that they're, all the different ways their hands are feeling during the day. Um, and then week two, we add on to the body check chart and we add the feed icon. And then, so week two, they're they they're thinking about, okay, how do my hands feel right now and how do my feet feel right now? And so we, we slowly build over time to being able to check the entire body, uh, which has been very successful. There's a couple other things that go into making a body check chart successful. Um, and we actually uh, are coming out with a brand new book, it's called the interoception curriculum, it's due out in, in um, the end of January, and that is a step-by-step guide to developing interoception, and the body check chart is a part of that, but there's other strategies that support the effectiveness of the body check chart. A lot of times you can't just, um, I see people making this mistake in this because it's no, new, we're all making mistakes and learning from each other, but a lot of times people will just um, give an individual body check chart and expect interception to just magically develop. And there's a lot of other pieces we need to think about um, to making that process successful. So that's all outlined in the new intercepting
1: curriculum. So for those that don't have a lot of awareness in terms of picking up uh, their body signals, what strategies can be used to help them with this?
2: Yeah, um, so what we're finding, if I'm um, putting this in a very easy way of under of understanding is that there's uh, two main categories of interception challenges. And we see some individuals that really struggle at noticing um, the way that with their, bo- the their body feels, or noticing their internal sensations, um, and they completely miss internal sensations. Like they might completely miss that their stomach is growling, um, and they can go for two days without eating, uh, or they might miss that their voice is getting louder, and their um, heart is starting to race, and their muscles are getting tight. And so they miss the building signs of anxiety. Uh, or we have individuals in the same group that they don't notice their the way their body feels until it's really an intense feeling. So they don't notice they're getting anxious until they're in a full anxious meltdown or they don't notice they're getting hungry until they're, like my teenage clients like to call their, their hangry where they're like so hungry they're irritable and angry. Um, but for these individuals, we really need to work on teaching them to start to notice the way their bodies are feeling. And um, we talked previously about the body check chart. is a really great strategy for these people. Um, and also really just um, bringing to light, just help, helping them to slow down and giving them a very structured way of starting to pay attention to certain body parts and uh, discovering the way that their their body is feeling. And then um, what we see is that it's not just enough to support these individuals and in noticing their internal sensations, that it's not for some individuals, they have to be supported in figuring out what their internal sensations mean. Um, so, for example, I was, uh, supporting, uh, a sixth grader and we were looking you know, at noticing the way his body was feeling and he, uh, told me that the one day when I was making up for OT that he noticed a new feeling in his body that morning and, uh, he woke up and he said it felt like there was a gallon of milk sitting on his stomach and I was like, wow, like that's a really great, you know, that he noticed, but then he, um, I said, well, what do you think that feeling meant? And he just looked at me really puzzled. He said, I have no idea what that feeling meant. So He had to be systematically taught that that feeling meant that he had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are using strategies that target noticing body sensations and then also giving the sensations meaning and building these like really tight body emotion connections, which are essential to self-regulation.
1: And... And on the other end of, of what I kind of think of it as an interoception spectrum, there are people who are overly aware of the, the way they feel and what's going inside their body. So for these, for these people, like what can be done to help them determine what are some of the most important signals to pay attention to instead of paying attention to every single last signal?
2: Yeah, I, that's a great question. So we talked about in the, pre, in the previous question about the people that are under-aware of internal sensations, but like you said, there are people that are overly aware, and there so many different things, and um, the, ironically, and the, kind of the good news, I think, um, for intervention purposes is that what we're finding is that similar interventions are working for both groups of people. So for those individuals that are overly aware aware of their internal sensations, they describe a lot of times their inner experience is very chaotic and messy it's hard to make sense of what's going on. So again, slowing things down, breaking things into different body parts and teaching them to slowly go through and check how each body part is feeling um, gives a lot of organization to their chaotic internal experience. Um, which is very grounding for them, and um, being able to kind of give meaning to those internal sensations um, also helps to reduce their anxiety, which tends to slow things down internally um, as well for these people. So um, both the body check chart will work for both of these individuals and also uh, the other strategies that are included in our uh, interception curriculum.
1: And and I imagine interoception is—it's not like you learn you you learn a skill and it's ma- and it's mastered. It seems like it's an ongoing, daily um, skill that you need to, you need to work on.
2: Absolutely, and what research is finding is that working on interoception is good for all of us. It's not just something that uh, people with autism should do, or people with anxiety should do, or people uh, you know with depression should do. It's for really good for all of us. I think just the daily grind of the way that we uh, live in our culture, we're we're so fast-paced, we're so, our attention is is continually just directed outside, um, especially with, you know, the whole screen, all the screens and technology, and uh, we kind of ignore the way our bodies are feeling. Our bodies send us really important information and signals. So um, it is really important to work on a daily basis to listening to your body, um, and it's important for our health. It's
1: important for our well
2: being. Uh, so I think it's really good for all people.
1: And 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 I've learned through the years that um, like mindfulness is a great way to kind of slow slow things down and be more pay more attention to. In the moment and to our bodies. And I and I heard you recently talk about mindfulness in relation to becoming more aware of your interoception system. So could you give your definition of mindfulness and maybe some specific mindfulness activities you could recommend to help with this?
2: Uh, If you ask 10 different people to define
1: mindfulness, you'll probably get 10 different definitions. That's all I'm really talking about in regards to interception. It's our ability to
2: pay attention, um, specifically paying attention to our bodies in the present moment without judgment. Um, And right now, mindfulness is the most evidence-based intervention for improving interception. Uh, There's not a lot of other evidence-based interventions out there right now saying that uh, they're affected at improving interception. There's a lot coming out of the mindfulness field showing that um, they're having a lot of positive um, benefits to improving our interceptive awareness. So uh, I think it's really encouraging and um, mindfulness obviously has a lot of benefits, <laughs> including improving interceptive awareness. But um, the, the drawback of mindfulness for a lot of my clients is that mindfulness is really, really hard and it's really, really abstract, and if you throw in the fact that you're asking someone to pay attention to their body in a certain way, and they're really not in touch with their body to begin with, because they have this underlying introspective awareness difficulty, you're asking them to do something that is really, really challenging, Mm -hmm. and so that's where we're coming at from all the strategies that we're developing, we're taking mindfulness-based um, activities and making them visual and concrete and breaking them into small chunks um, so that's really where the body picture came from um, there's a strategy for mindfulness called a body scan um, and if you if you google um, free body scan scripts you can find um, a lot of these you can try out um, different ones to find one that works for you but it, what it is is usually someone reading a script aloud and it sequentially guides you through thinking about the different what the different your different body parts on how each body part is hard to do, um, especially if you have poor interceptive awareness. So we're trying to break these strategies down, like I said, and make them easier and build up to the ability
1: to be able to do some of these more traditional mindfulness-based activities. Right. And I know you've written a book all about interoception called Interoception, the Eighth Sensory System. If someone wanted to get a copy of this book, how would they go about doing so?
2: visit my website at MahlerAutism.com um, and there's links to my books on there. Um, so the Introception Eight Sensory System that you just mentioned that is the first book that I wrote on the topic and it really gives um, a, 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 a simple as possible overview of what science tells us about interception and all the different areas that interception impacts in our lives. Um, and it gives some strategy, really practical strategies. Um, at the end of the book. And then um, the follow-up book to that it will be the interception curriculum that takes an even deeper dive into the interventions and provides more of a st- process to use um, if you're interested in improving or supporting someone's of the interception um, development.
1: Well, Kelly, I, I really want to thank you for uh, being, um, you know, being uh, here today and uh, talking and educating us about interoception oh yeah
2: thank you for having me it was a pleasure
1: thank you everyone for listening i was really thrilled to interview kelly because so often i see teens and adults not paying attention to the signals their bodies give them and helping them to be aware of these signals and then take action regarding them is really so important And so often, teens and adults with autism struggle with anxiety and as a result don't have success in their lives and interoception is certainly playing a role in this. Autism Personal Coach is a unique service in that we help those with autism by working on meaningful, individualized goals in the setting in which they'll be used so their anxiety is greatly reduced and as a result they become much more independent and successful. To get an autism coach for a loved one or yourself, it's very easy. All you have to do is email autismpersonalcoach at yahoo.com or call 216-336-5889 and request a coach today. On next week's episode of Autism Stories, we will talk with Bill Fenvers about the power of volunteering for those on the autism spectrum. Talk to you then.